Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day. Hope you had a good weekend. And if you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you listen to the Hagman Report on Friday. Ted and Shem were both on there, and they had a bunch of really good info. Sharon really put some stuff out there, got a lot of positive feedback from it. Everybody's really enjoyed that show, and so be sure to check it out. And if you guys need anything, in the meantime, give us a call at healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can. And we're seeing a lot of this transition now. I've noticed this now a lot in the media over the last week with this this total theater setup situation with leaking this bill they're not this bill this basically this paper from the supreme court with this whole abortion topic and what it appears to me now the more i've started to see this as you know it was very very well orchestrated very perfectly timed from a propaganda standpoint this is not a oh we accidentally leaked it and now everybody's just organically getting mad what they're doing now is they're continuing to set the stage further and further and further for not only the promotion, the normalization of satanic rituals, abortions, death, killing, destruction, the whole nine yards. I don't believe for one second that we have thousands and thousands of people running around protesting this organically. I personally think a huge portion of these groups are paid George Soros individuals, and then you have a lot of brainwashed masses that are following the lead and basically getting involved with these groups that are being heavily, heavily promoted in the media. While these groups continue to talk about some of the most vile things, I watched, I mean, a couple short videos, couldn't even get through them, some of these people protesting. Some of the stuff they're saying, it's so sadistic and so bizarre, the very fact that it's actually getting coverage, and I'm not even going to repeat it, the fact that it's getting coverage on mainstream media shows you that they're trying to blatantly promote it, and they're trying to essentially encourage people to have this viewpoint. I saw another article that came out and basically said there was a Wisconsin anti-abortion office, and – they basically went in with these Antifa goons and started hurling Molotov cocktails in the office, basically broke windows out, set it on fire, uh, spray painted stuff all over the building. And what's interesting about this to me is I, I can't even fathom the fact that the FBI and any of these other unbelievably outlandishly corrupt alphabet agencies, which pretty much all of them are now, have not come out and said anything about any of this at all. While we had memos from the Department of Justice and the FBI stating that parents that went to school board meetings and protested that their children be taught gender theory and basically perversion, they essentially needed to be deemed domestic terrorists and they were one of the highest levels of threats in the United States right now and needed to be watched. You guys remember all that last year. That was parents that wanted to make sure their children were safe and protecting them from perversion. We now have groups that are openly demanding that abortions should essentially be free and accepted and done as much as possible and using extreme violence to promote their agenda. That's why I personally believe a lot of these groups that are doing this, they're essentially more paid domestic terrorists. The same thing we saw with a lot of the Black Lives Matter terrorists and the other Antifa terrorists back in 2020. Are there people in some of those groups that are brainwashed and are starting to go along with some of the violent rhetoric? Absolutely. It's easy to drag in masses if they're easily manipulated. But a lot of these individuals at the very top, 
as we saw now with the money that was coming in and the funding that was coming in and the amount of donations that George Soros produces for these cor- these these entities it's very clear what their overall agenda is, and that is to remove any and all morals and ethics from the fabric of society. When you start looking back in history and you start looking at things, say as simple as you know, the Vikings and the Druids back then, and they were all into their satanic worship and their human sacrifice, and there were no morals, there were no ethics. There was no ethos as far as any type of morality or biblical value. It was literally just rape, pillage, steal, destroy everything. And it was very, very violent point in that history. And it was a very dark, very gruesome time. And once people start understanding what we need to do as far as through Christianity and through Jesus and promoting Christ and understanding that the only way a republic can actually have any standing whatsoever is it has to have a moral society, period. A constitutional republic cannot function in the current state that is being promoted right now. You can't have people running around throwing Molotov cocktails into basically – uh, you know, offices of anti-abortion groups and basically, you know, clinics that are helping young girls if they've gotten in a situation and turn around and say, well, this is just them peacefully protesting like CNN did when Antifa and BLM were burning down entire cities. They said, well, it's, it's mostly peaceful protesting, you know, besides the half a dozen buildings behind us that are currently set ablaze on fire. It's mostly peaceful. Again, that was done intentionally to show somebody something that's horrific, but then tell them that's totally peaceful and totally normal. There was an article that came out from a blog spot from the Violent Through blog spot. It's interesting. Uh, Helena Thomas wrote in there this very interesting psychological analysis of what she said. She said, when you have media and direct partnership with the state, you can repeat certain words over and over, day after day, and achieve mass mind control quite easily, as we have seen now over the last two and a half years. She said keywords used like virus, slow the spread, lockdowns, mask, mandates, social distancing, testing, hospitalizations, vaccines, anti-vaxxers, doctors, science. She said these words become a line of rocks in a stream. The television viewer, the mind control subject, jumps from rocks to rocks across the stream and then jumps back across the same rocks and keeps going in essentially a circular fashion, going nowhere, but repeating these rocks to go back and forth across the stream. There's no examination or analysis of what these words are meaning or what they're being used for. There's certainly no analysis of deception. She said the media makes the atmosphere and the weather around the stream and the rocks seem ominous. That's the only necessary content. When you talk to one of these mind control subjects and mention a key word, he starts jumping across the stream. That's all he does. There's no concrete, rational thought or reasoning. If you mention, for example, a related situation, he plugs in one of the key words. For example, lots of young athletes are collapsing during games after they've taken the COVID injection. And they'll simply saw nod and say, oh, yes, you're an anti-vaxxer now, obviously. I don't want to do anything with you. And you can go on any word like that, like saying, oh, I've known somebody that took a test four times and they kept testing positive and negative and positive and negative. They said, oh, yes, everybody needs to test. It's mandatory testing. There's no deductive reasoning. There's no rational thought. They simply have the certain keywords that have been embedded into their brain through the psychological operation. So as soon as one of these keywords or trigger words is used, they automatically defer back to what they've been lied to about and manipulated through the mainstream media. This is very, very, 
very effective psychological operations with mass mind deception and mass training. This is what they've done now. But now what we've started to see is a lot of the narrative and a lot of these words are starting to break because they've essentially the rocks are either cracking or they're getting slippery and they're no longer effective for what they're doing. This is one of the reasons why they changed the narrative to Ukraine so fast. That's why people make jokes about COVID. Oh, Ukraine pretty much cured COVID because all of a sudden people started going in and saying, okay, well, Trudeau came in and said, oh, if you protest lockdowns, we're going to seize your bank account. Okay, well, all of a sudden now, the mass delusional psychosis individuals suddenly go, well, I have a bank account. I don't want my money stolen. Why are they doing that then? And all of a sudden, they have kind of a small breakthrough. It's not that effective, but it's a small breakthrough. Then you start seeing other situations that start occurring, like, well, if masks and mass vaccines and lockdowns and restrictions and government you know, lockdowns work, well, why isn't Florida basically croaked over dead? Why is not the entire state essentially flatlined and is a zombie wasteland? Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know. You know, that's that they can't answer the question. And so many people started to see this, and especially with the vaccines, with people getting sicker and sicker and sicker. That's why they switched the narrative to Ukraine so quick and slowly kind of phased out COVID. Now they're keeping it on the back burner, still simmering, and they're trying to float it in when they can, but they're having a difficult time. Well, Ukraine narrative started to collapse, and a lot of people started saying the same thing. Why are we giving $33 billion to Ukraine? Why are we going in and supporting one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world when they're not even a NATO country? Why are we going in and sanctioning a country that we're getting massive amounts of oil from while at the same time we shut down our fracking and pipelining? Well, again, those questions go unanswered, and they start having more of a breakthrough. So what do we do now? Now we bring up one of the most triggering topics that's ever occurred in the last basically 50 years. You bring up abortions. Now you start going in, you start saying, well, the Supreme Court of the United States now leaked that they're going to basically no longer federally allow abortions. It'll be on a state level. Okay, now you get everybody out of the woodwork that may be on the left or right. Now what do you do again? You get them fighting with one another over a topic that in reality, if the Supreme Court overturns this, it's not going to change much of anything, especially when it comes to state laws. But again, this keeps the narrative going. Now you start having, well, these groups are doing violent attacks because it's, it's, they're standing up. You know, they're, they want to make sure that everybody knows that we need to be able to execute babies full term. That's their right to do so. And again, you start another divide and get people conflicting with one another in the community instead of saying, are we still going to ignore what they just did to us for two and a half years? We're going to ignore the lockdowns and the restrictions and the SWAT team raids on businesses like in Burbank, California with Tim Horn Flats because they refused to shut down their restaurant and had a 14-man fire team sweep through their building because they stated they were not going to shut down their business. All those things, and many of them occurred over and over and over again throughout the entire country, and yet nobody wants to even address it now. They simply want to go from one stone to the next stone to the next stone to cross the stream and go back over the same topics and go virtually nowhere. That is why it's so important you continue to get the real truth of what's going on when it comes to the mass mind control that they've started to do again over and over and over again and address what's really going on and call out the bankers and the boys behind the scenes that are really doing this and make sure, again, 
you are hedging your own bet and protecting your own family, your own livelihood, your own property, your own community, and doing what you have to do locally. Because I promise you, it's starting to come to a head very, very quickly. At the same time, nobody mainstream media wants to bring up or even talk about, for the most part, What's going on with the massive food shortage and the execution of all these animals that essentially, oh, five million chickens tested positive on a PCR test? Really? I have a really, really hard time believing that. So, again, look at what they're continually trying to do, everybody. Take a step back and realize what they're actually really doing behind the scenes so you can address it and help wake up other people. And we can all stand up for freedom and righteousness, Dad. What do you think? Where they're doing the same thing also that they've done to so many other communist countries when they've been basically overthrown with the CIA. They, they have a they have a program that they've dialed in to basically put out the disinformation first to create and develop disgruntled citizens who are going to stand against the government because the government is bad because the government is trying to maintain order. But the order the government is trying to maintain doesn't go along with a communist rule book. And so they just, it's rules for radicals again with Zelensky. You know, over there, and you know, in uh, in in, uh, in in Ukraine, all of these people are all doing this, and and you know, and Saul is Saul is key. All, all these guys are part of that group that are doing what they've done to basically come into the United States and destroy it. That's what they are. And now they're talking about the EU is talking about putting sanctions on the Russian Orthodox Church because it's it won't wake up. It won't start talking about how great being homosexual is and what the proper pronouns are. Even Bill Meyer this weekend made it came out with an article or he gave thing on a show and he said that you know the left has gone too far. You know they're they're worried too much about pronouns and they're letting all these other things happen and slip through. And this is what they always do. They always overplay their hand. That's what they've always done. Until the people themselves wake up. And what you said at the beginning is also true. You know, a moral country is the only thing that could have a republic, period. Everybody else has to be ruled by basically a stick and, and murdering them because if they, they won't they won't do what's right in God's eyes. And and that was the difference with the United States of America. Because it became a Christian nation. We may have had, we may have had a bunch of doggone Mormons running the, not Mormons, uh, Muslims, not Muslims, <laughs> these Freudian slips, Masons, Mormons, Muslims, and Masons. I need to do a tape on that. But, but they basically, you know, they, the, 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 <laughs> the Masons were running the show, but then the Christianity came in and came in and came in and the country was able to be taken care of until the communist Lincoln came in. You know, that he was a Kabbalist. He was a Luciferian. His wife was a witch. And he came in and basically decided he was going to destroy the country because of states' rights. So it all boiled down to. And so this is the problem that we have in the United States right now. We're fractured, like you said, Austin. We've been programmed so much to believe everything that we, we, want, we don't know what to believe. And unless you listen to alt media, you really get confused about the whole thing. But let, me, let me give you a perfect example. Netflix, satanic Netflix, Kabbalah's Luciferian-controlled Netflix. Uh, perverted woke Netflix that likes to put every queer show on they can find that Netflix. Uh, they just did a new, new show on a medical doctor who basically bothered 94 children. He was basically a, uh, you know, a, you know, a, he worked with infertility and he was using his own sperm to basically impregnate up to 94 women. They say now had 94 children. Now here's how Netflix and the Daily Beast said this story. Now listen to this. This is the programming they're putting you through. The evil Christian cultist doctor who secretly fathered 94 children playing God. That's the lead right there. Okay, That's what they said. It says a new Netflix documentary tells the sickening true story of Dr. Donald Klein, a fertility specialist who intimidated patients with his own sperm. 
in Indiana fertility specialist Klein had never served a day in prison. Nonetheless, our father doles out a stinging serving of Netflix justice, laying bare the renowned physician practice of deceptively inseminating women with his own sperm. He was the monster in the guise of a savior. Was, and basically, this now they come out with this 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 this, uh, this documentary suggests that his conduct was at least partially the byproduct of his faith, which apparently, but which may have been wrapped up in the cult white nationalist conservative Christian movement known as Quiverful. Wait a minute, that's a big jump. May have been, may have been, could have been, should have been. Oh, come on, guys. The quiverful theology encourages families to procreate as much as possible in order to swell the ranks of God's disciples, which personally I think is a good idea, but I don't call it quiverful, who in the central metaphor, the arrow shot out of the world by pious parents, the underlying motivation here is racist. White Christians must populate the planet with their own chosen kind, lest it be taken over by darker-skinned heathens, according to our father. Klein's relationship with quiverful is circumstantial at best implied via the email address of someone tangentially connected to him. Still, the fact that he was a church elder who secretly created an army of blonde-haired, blue-eyed children and who endlessly recited one of Quiverful's favorite lines in Jeremiah 1.5, which reads, Before I formed you, I knew you in your mother's womb. Wait a minute. All of this stuff here that they just did was pure anti-white propaganda. I mean, I could have cared less if he was producing... Hispanics or blacks or white kids, but I do care that they were born-again Christians submitted to the Most High God, and their parents raised them as Christians. That I do care about. Now, people say, well, what do you think about him using his own semen to do this? There was no law against it. I think it's a little bit bizarre, but there was no law against it. They had to pass a law against it because of what he did. And basically, let me ask you guys a question. Let's say he goes – I'm, I'm not saying what he did was right. Don't say I said it was right because I don't think it was. There should have been informed consent from the parents as on whose sperm was being used. But let's say he goes to a – let's say he goes to a sperm bank, which they have sperm banks, and they decide they're going to use sperm bank semen that's been frozen by some guy who basically donated it, you know, who knows when, how long ago, of some unknown DNA origin, Okay. So how do we know this isn't some crackhead, some meth head, some weirdo who basically is donating semen because he has to have another fix for drugs? Who's got an IQ of, you know, 80 or 60 or 50, okay? <laughs> who's burnt out his brain, who's got some pretty bad DNA because he's already on drugs or something else. You don't know who they are. Sperm donors. Don't have any idea what their background is, most cases. Okay, so this guy is a medical doctor, probably has a very high IQ, Christian. And he decides to use his own sperm, and he should have done so with the, the basically the approval of the parents. I, I agree with that. But that's not how they wrote this, is it? They basically wrote this that he was a white conspiracy theorist, Christian guy trying to promote the white race. Unbelievable. That's how twisted it gets in the media. Now, here's another article on it from The Atlantic. A decades-old doctor's secret leads to new fertility fraud law. In the 70s and 80s, Donald Klein fathered more than 50 children by using his own sperm and his patients, and a new law makes such actions illegal. That's how it starts. None of this, he was a Christian crazy not guy. In 2014, 23 me tests revealed a decades-old secret in Indianapolis. A local fertility doctor named Klein had secretly used his own sperm to impregnate his patients in the 70s and 80s. 
As the popularity of DNA tests grew in the next years, so did the account of his own biological children. They now number more than 90, and they have all learned, to their surprise, that there was no law in Indiana specifically prohibiting Klein from using his own sperm and patients. Okay, so now they're telling you there was no law. He did this because, I guess, he wanted to help these people have children. And Let me stop for one second here. Sharon and I had horrible problems because her mom had taken an injection of what's called diethylsilbestrol when she was pregnant with Sharon, which basically caused a horrible condition to have developed in these women who were born to these mothers of infertility. I've seen it so many times. I've told you the story. I was in this fertility clinic up there in the Midwest, and we were going through in vitro and all the other things we did, and we basically were having to monitor her ovulation cycle and getting her luteinizing hormone, all these things tested on a regular basis, and I asked in the waiting room, there were like 20 women in there, and they were all having problems having children. How many of you had your mothers take diethylsilbestrol when they were pregnant with you? And friends, listen to me. Every single person raised their hands. All of them did. See, this is a major problem we had. So if you really want to have kids and you're having to go through all of these hoops and bells and whistles to try to get children, it's very, very, very emotionally debilitating. It really is. Just, just for, for you guys who get pregnant and you look at your wife, she's pregnant, it's not like that with a lot of people. And now with the sperm counts going down, 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 the fertility rates are going up, 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 and up. Now half the women in the United States over the age of 30 have no children. That's just that's how it works now because less and less people are having less and less children. So what they want to do here is slam this doctor for having blonde-haired, blue-eyed children He's probably got 150 IQ as a medical doctor. He's brilliant. How much better of a sperm donor could you have had? And I'm asking that question now. How much better of a sperm donor could you have had? A guy who's a medical doctor, doesn't have any medical conditions, relatively good health. He's lived to be in his 80s still. And he fathered your child or was the sperm donor for the child. The husband and the father raised the child. Basically, the husband and the wife were the parents. He was the biological donor. Where, where do you want to go from here? But they have to slam this guy because he's a Christian, and they've got to basically do a whole Netflix documentary on him about you know what a horrible person he was. This is all propaganda. Now, I agree. He should have had the parents' permission to do that. And quite frankly, if I had a problem with sperm count and I couldn't have children and I was trying to find a really good sperm donor, I would try to find the highest IQ person, the best educated person that I could find, to try to get the best genetics that I could get in order to have a healthy, smart child. That's what I would have done. So ask yourself these questions, but don't listen to what Netflix is saying and doing all of this. Now, there's one more thing I really want to talk about, and, that, and I want to go into detail about what Austin talked about, about how we have so many people out there right now that aren't thinking through complex problems. We talked about this last week in depth. And, and what's interesting about this there's a really good article that came out in this weekend. And if you guys are on my text list, I sent it to you. If you basically are not on my text list, you know, you it was still posted on the, web, the website at Health Masters. And it's called Reality Versus Illusion. People have been robbed of their ability to decipher between fact and fiction. This is exactly what Austin talked about on his segment a minute ago. Now, I'm going to read you part of this. This was first published on May the 3rd, 2022, and it was by Dustin Broad. Barry. Now, I'm going to read it, part of it to you, and I'm going to go ahead and make a few comments with it. CIA Director William Casey is reputed to have said to Ronald Reagan, we'll know our disinformation is complete when everything the American public believes is a lie. Okay, I've heard that from multiple sources. Fast forward 30 years now, and there's no piece of fiction that the masses will not swallow. 
from woke telling you that there are a thousand different pronouns to COVID telling you that you have to wear a mask and you can't get on planes without a mask and you have to socially isolate and you have to close your business to the war with Ukraine. People no longer make their own ideological pilgrimages to the truth. The truth is served of and ready by their political betters. In other words, by the communist party that is running the United States through the Luciferian Kabbalists. He goes on to say, nowadays there is little distinction between the two hemispheres of reality and illusion. It's not so much that people have been robbed of their ability to decipher between these two, though he is not mentioning the fact that fluoride will do that, tricyclic antidepressants will do that, Prozac will do that, and a lot of other chemicals they give you via drugs will do that. However, the facts have been reinvented and reoriented into fiction and into fiction into facts. It's a degradation of the truth so that people don't even know that they don't know that they don't know what's happening to quote a former anarchist. In the grand scheme of things, humanity has perjured itself as life as we know it has morphed into a sort of science fiction soap opera with few common ancestors to reality. Even right-thinking folks require the equivalent of a cerebral chainsaw to hollow out the slew of implausible narratives into something remotely resembling reality. It goes beyond fiction to predictive programming. This is, they are not just deceiving you. They are showing you that they're deceiving you. Let me give you a perfect example. This weekend, I had a friend of mine. His name is Mike. And about 20 years ago, he has a 23-year-old daughter now, and his daughter basically was due for her vaccines. And I told him and his wife, absolutely do not do this. I had just written my book, Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autisms, and Learning Disabilities in Children. I was right in the middle of all that. And I told him, I said, do not vaccinate your children. We have not vaccinated any of our kids. We're not going to vaccinate any of our kids. And do not do this. And he goes, she's going to get a vaccine because I have a cousin who's a biochemist, and he basically is world-renowned. He says that all children must have all 80 vaccines. That's what he said. And I got into a giant argument with him, as I have done with a lot of friends so many times, not because I want to argue with him. It's that when I like people and I care about them, I try to get them to see what's going on. Right? I try to make them do stuff that they don't want to do, and I will argue with them, not because I'm trying to be obstinate or ugly, but because I don't want them to get hurt. I don't, I don't, want, them, I don't want that to happen. Well, he injected his daughter, and then we had dinner that night with him, and I didn't know it was the day that he had injected her, and the girl basically had a massive spike in fever. She became very lethargic. She laid down on the, on the bench there at the restaurant, couldn't get up, couldn't move, and he sat there and laughed and giggled like a hyena. I'm not joking, guys, and I just got madder than H.E. Double Sticks, and I, got into, I, almost, I almost disassociated myself with him over that because he thought it was funny that she was having this massive reaction to the vaccine that was normal. <laughs> Gosh. So what ended up happening, she came down with a mild form of autism. I kid you not. And they've been, and, and they end up getting divorced. And the, and the wife apparently has done well as far as getting her past the autism phase because it was very minimal. But at that point, they no longer gave any vaccines to anybody. Well, he called me up. He'd been divorced now about 15 years. He called me up this weekend. And he went off on an absolute tirade about how his cousin and everybody he knows now have been vaccinated, have triple vaccinated. They're coming down with cancer. They're coming down with heart disease. They're having heart attacks. They're having strokes. They're dying. I mean, like, you know, like he listed like six of them who were all dying or dead. And he was angry. And I said to him, I said, Mike, I said, do you not remember what you did when you were laughing in the restaurant with your daughter and you thought the whole thing was a joke? I said, look at your mindset. You, you had believed the lie. And he goes, yeah, you know, you know, he said, Ted, you know, you're right. I was. I said, that's right. I said, that's how you have to see how these other people see it. That that's how they feel. That's why you can't reason with them. I couldn't reason with you. 
I remember I had two ladies. One of them, her name was Julie. She's a cousin. Another lady named Laura, and she's a good friend of Chris's. They're married also. And they both came to me before they had children, and they said, you know, your children are doing so well. They're so smart. How did you do this? And I said, well, you don't, you don't vaccinate them. You don't give them these poisons, these, this mercury and all these other things in the aluminum into their brains. And they said, oh, all right. And I said, do your research. So I sent them both research, that literature. And they both were planning on vaccinating, by the way. And now they call me both, both of them call me back within three weeks. And I said, we'll never do this. We'll never vaccinate. I said, good, because they had, they thought through it. They had critical thinking skills that had not been destroyed. And they said, we can't take a chance of doing this to our children. When Austin was going into the Marine Corps as an officer at the age of 19, when he graduated from college at the age of 19, they were going to give him a waiver as far as the vaccinations. And he asked me, and I said, I said, Austin, if you don't get the waiver, you, you may have to basically you know, come out of the military. I said, or you have to take the vaccines. And I said, but that's your choice now. I said, I protected you until you were 18. I said, I can't do that anymore. Now it has to be your choice. You have to make the decisions. And Austin, because then Obama won the White House, Austin decided he was not going to go into the Marine Corps as an officer, which he really, really wanted to do. But the point is this. Everybody's got to make their own choices. But if you can't think through it, you know, <laughs> you continue just to believe the lie. Now, here's what, he goes, here's, what, here's what the article continues to say. What is neither here or there to the deceived is the track record of their deceivers. Before the ink dried on the newsprint proclaiming the crisis in waiting, the falsifications of COVID were buried under the falsehoods of war with Ukraine. Zelensky's standing ovation at the Westminster knocked Pfizer's data release off the rostrum, and those formerly joined at the hip to COVID got hitched to the Ukrainian brides. The entire fiasco holds water because what people think they know for sure that just ain't so is a consensus. A preponderance of fabrications, falsehood, and false prophets governing the spiritual milieu. People worship the prosaic and glorify artifice. Our moral choices are, gu are guided by platitude and not virtue or antidote, antidote and not evidence. To complicate matters, what was formerly held sacred has become profane, and what was formerly profane has become sacred, to quote Robert Seffer. This is exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. Everything has to get turned upside down. There's a war raging, or war raging, all right, but you will find its theater of operations inside the human psyche. It's a war on consciousness, an atrophy of culture, and its stark consequences is the spiritual malaise of humanity. Freemasons, here we go, for one, understand that information was power, concealing beyond the prying eyes of the lower orders, the esoteric mysteries of the universe. Then as now, it's not enough for these people to hold a monopoly over knowledge. They must deprive everyone else of its illumination or of its reality. To go one further and spread ignorance, it goes beyond censoring counter-arguments to fomenting falsehoods. It's not so much societal breakdown, but self-emulation. People are being misinformed and stupefied and sent out as agents of disinformation to further deconstruct what's left of the already deconstructed reality. To make matters worse, precisely zero lessons have been learned over the past two years. People flounder from one crisis to the next. That's why also they forgot all about what happened with the mask last two years. They walk aimlessly from the quarantine camp to air raid shelters, to whichever direction their political higher-ups point them, to deride whatever is nominated by the courage of society. The great national pastime is to gather at the pillories and hurl cabbages at the anti-vaxxers or the Russians or certainly your anti-hero here. And he goes on to use a very interesting term. He calls it the info war. And, you know, I... 
stop there, but I'm going to say this. I like the term he used in InfoWar. And he goes, it all sounds remarkably like an anti-info war than it probably is. The battle for the hearts and minds has moved online. Our spark of life is being overhauled to data. And something of divine proportions compels us to the Internet, to data, and our daily circuses and our digital avatars living richer, more meaningful lives than their true owners. Now, he gets real – his writing is good. I like reading this, but it gets it's, – it's, you have to read it yourself. But he – I'm going to stop here. I'm going to talk about the info war. Okay? So many companies out there are CIA COINTELPRO. I'm letting you guys I, – I, I say that to you. And for those of you who are personal, who know me personally, I've told you who they are. I, I've told you. Some of the biggest names in alt media – it's complete and total fabrication. They're all liars. They're all liars, and it's a show. There's, there's, they're, they're doing exactly what they say in this. They're giving you 80% truth, 20% lies. I'm going to say it again. When do they tell you about what I just told you? When do they talk about the Kabbalists, Luciferi, Masonic bankers? When do they tell you that Jeffrey Epstein was Mossad and he worked for Israel? Hmm? When do they tell you to listen to James Traficant? When do they tell you any of this stuff? When do they tell you that these whole cross-dressing weirdos are basically inverting God's reality of what was wrong is right and right is wrong now, and that we have to follow the lordship of our Jesus Christ, that we've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. When do they tell you that? When do they tell you that? They'll pass Jesus along cursory as a name, Jesus Spirit, or whatever, as they cuss and smoke their cigars and get drunk on the air and talk about all their ex-wives. And now, don't get me wrong, I've been married twice, too. I've been married to Sharon for 38 years. Okay, People can make mistakes and get remarried. That's a fact. I'm not picking on that. But the reality is this. Why in the world do we listen to these people when they don't tell us complete truth? And they lie, and they lie, and they lie, and they're always begging for money. Why do we listen to them? <laughs> Gosh, guys, it's so frustrating to me that this is happening in alt media. But it had to happen, didn't it? Because they couldn't allow alt media to gain the foothold that it has on legitimate shows like this show or like Hagrid's show or, you know, or, or so many other shows that are out there that are still good. Or you get these people who have their websites and they put false stories on their website telling you there's a meteorite coming, there's an earthquake coming, there's a tidal wave coming. And they tell you, oh, we're already at World War III with Russia and we've already had exchange of nuclear weapons and blah, 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 blah. And it's all fear porn. We're going to have an asteroid hit the planet. It's just scare, 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 scare. It's all scare tactics. You got to, then you got to ask yourself a question. Are these people that are doing all this, are they high-level Masons? Are they claiming to be Christians? Are they really Christians? Are they, are they, say, are they Satanists? Are they of the synagogue of Satan? Or have they simply been bought by COINTELPRO by the CIA and been threatened you know, off the air that if they don't change and do what they're told to do, they're going to meet their demise? I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer any of those questions. I'm asking you that. But I'll say one thing. You know me. You know Austin. For me and my house, we're going to serve Jesus Christ. We're going to serve the Lord, the Most High God. And that's what we do with this show. That's what separates us. I'm not going to play the game. If a guy's a queer, he's a queer. If a transgender's a queer, a weirdo, cross-dresser, that's what they are. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be woke. I'm not going to ever use proper pronouns. If that means, well, so you, you need to learn how to use proper pronouns. No, I don't, I don't need to learn how to use anything as far as proper pronouns. If they don't like it, I'm 67 years old, they don't have to talk to me. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Or they don't have to listen to the show. But I refuse to do it. The queers have taken off their gloves now, and they're going full throttle with transgender grooming and homosexual grooming. Look what they did to the Boy Scouts of America. 
That was all part of the Masonic lodges, buddy. Guys, by the way, who did that and the communist infiltration through the Frankfurt School. They had to destroy the once great Boy Scouts of America because they were building little alpha males, teaching them how to hunt, how to camp, how to start fires, how to live in the wilderness. They had to get rid of that. They had, they had to turn women into lesbians and women into radical feminists that hate men. They had to destroy God's culture, had to destroy everything, because that was the only way they were going to take down the United States of America, the, once, the country that once feared God. Look at the southern states. My gosh, before the Civil War. I mean, it was all about Jesus. Oh, my gosh. It was all about Christ. And, you know, and that's why they didn't want anything else to do with the northern states that had become so compromised in their belief structure. Always remember this. Lincoln freed the slaves in the south, which he had no right to do because the south was already defected. It already left the United States of America. He did it as a war tactic. He never freed the slaves in the north. Guys, listen to him. His wife was a stinking Satanist. She did seances in the White House. A bunch of weirdos. But that's who have been controlling this country since the very inception, that's why this War of 1812 was fought, to put a central bank into the United States. Let the Rothschilds come in and do it until 1932. It was there, and Andrew Jackson threw it out. And they fought and killed a whole bunch of presidents that century to put a central bank back in. And they found that syphilis-infected Woodrow Wilson, who was compromised by his affairs at Princeton, and they sued him. And he was so scared it was all going to go public, they compromised and they passed the Federal Reserve Act and the income tax stuff. It was all Woodrow Wilson. Got us into World War I, all of it, but brandished that far-left Supreme Court justice into the Supreme Court who pushed us into World War I. All of this stuff was orchestrated, guys, and remember that. So don't let the info war <laughs> – that's a pun. Don't let the info war program your brain to believe the lie. 80% truth to 20% lie? It ain't cutting it for me. I want all of the truth from the word of God. Also, go ahead and finish it up, bud. I've gone long today, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. God bless. Absolutely. There's no question about it. That's exactly what we're starting to see happen right now is that they're, it's like he just said. He made a very valid comment. It's not enough that they're promoting lies and that they're bold-faced lying to everybody. You have to get the shot. It's safe and effective. It's completely safe and effective and free. Well, all three of those words to describe the COVID RNA injection are false. It's not safe, as we've clearly seen by the VAERS report. It's not effective at all. We're now seeing the data dump from the next leak, the 80,000 pages, if you guys have seen this now, from the FDA. And they're now showing that it wasn't 92% effective like they claimed that it was. That it was only 12% effective in clinical trials and reducing symptoms and preventing transmission 12%. And that was in the early phase of the clinical trial where they actually had an antibody immune response. When you look at any type of research now of people that have gotten multiple shots, because remember, the clinical trials only went on for three months. They didn't do the normal three, four, five years of clinical trials and follow-up testing that they've always had to do with vaccinations. They didn't do that. They only did it for three months, which means there was zero Zero scientific research to actually prove that this shot was going to prevent any type of transmission or symptoms from COVID later on in the future, and it was going to be safe in the future, and it was going to be effective and useful later on with multiple booster shots. There were none. They had no research at all. Yet the FDA came in, blanket swept it with emergency use authorization because it was the only thing you could do. And yesterday was funny. 
I went to, over to Polytechnic University with my wife and kids for Mother's Day, and we took our dog out there. Real big university that was supposed to be coupled with USF. Huge place. Uh, I've never really walked around all the sidewalks and stuff, and it's it kind of went defunct from a USF standpoint. There's a lot of, um, how should I say, seedy individuals and some corruption that happened with their county commissioners and involvement with USF. That well, Basically, USF didn't want to be involved in what started happening after they joined them. And so you have this giant campus with these giant parking lots and these giant sidewalks all around. And you have these giant, huge grass areas where you could tell there's going to be a massive building here, there, and here to build this huge campus. There's nothing. They have one big main center that's basically this very strange architectural design. That's the main center. And then there's two small buildings that they now have for dormitories. And then they've actually started construction on another smaller building with this big glass architectural design. It looks interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Maybe an admin office. And that's it. And the rest of it's just all open grass and trees and sidewalks and retention ponds. And it was laid out well. But it's very strange because they did this back like 10, 12 years ago. And it still hasn't gotten huge because it's simply just a polytechnic university. It wasn't University of South Florida, you know, outside campus now. And my... My thought in saying all this is interesting. We're walking on the sidewalk, and there was a sign that somebody had apparently put in the ground, and it was said, the COVID-19 Omicron variant. And this thing was like off to the side by a tree, like half bent over. The only time, only, anything I saw on the entire campus with a sign like this, and it said, it's your job to do your part in this pandemic and the most effective thing you can do to prevent the spread is to wear your mask and get your vaccine. Talk to your local health clinic about it. And I started just laughing when I saw it. And, like, the sign's all old and fallen over in the grass, like, out in the bushes. And I told Lynn, I said, isn't it funny? You never saw one single sign like this anywhere, even beforehand when everything was all wild. Not one single sign that said, absolutely Wash your hands and take care of your hygiene. Make sure you're keeping your immune system strong by taking natural supplements like vitamin C and D3. And be sure to do your own research and make an informed consent on anything that you want to basically go on with your body. No, no, not one single time that I ever see a sign like that printed off. It was always the same thing. Wear your mask and get a vaccine. So wear my, my face diaper. Basically circulate my own waist increase my chances of bacterial pneumonia, and get an experimental RNA gene therapy shot. That's the only thing I can do for a essentially a mutated flu that's got a survival rate of 99.997%. You guys, you can't come up with more horrific propaganda that's so stupid. I mean, it's stupid. I mean, it's just asinine propaganda. Yet, a huge portion of the public, exactly what Dad said, they just gobbled it up. It was it was oh it was oven ready, kitchen ready. They brewed it up, put a whole bunch of poop in it, cooked it in a big old pie, handed it out to everyone and said, "Here's your delicious dinner. Go ahead and eat it up because we said it." Everybody ate the poop pie. They just ate it. I apologize for that nasty you know, analogy, but it's exactly what they did. Nobody even questioned it. Nobody even said, "Why does this taste so horrible?" Oh, no, no, no. It, it doesn't taste horrible, but it's really healthy and it's good for you. And you should eat it. Make sure you finish all of it. They go, but it, I don't want to eat it. It's horrible. Oh, no, no, no. You, you need to eat it because it's science. It's for your safety. You eat the poop pie for your safety. And I, <laughs> everybody thinks like, oh, that's a horrible analogy. Well, it's pretty realistic, though, isn't it? 
People just rolled up their shirt, said, give me another shot, Doc. I don't even know what's in this sludge, but give me another one because you said it's for my safety and it's science. This is what they've done now. And it's interesting that you know you saw this happen with COVID, and then in turn, you saw more and more things continue to go against any type of natural law and actual true science. It was almost like the beginning phase of COVID and what happened throughout was designed to get people to blindly eat the poop pie. And no longer question anything they're told under any circumstances. You have to accept and eat whatever we give you, no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad tasting is, no matter it doesn't make any sense why you're eating it, you have to do it because we said you have to do it. Isn't that kind of like what they did? And then you had the select few of us, like a lot of my listeners and our customers, my friends, and a lot of people down here with me. We all, from the very beginning, said, none of this makes sense, guys. Why, why is nobody asking any questions about this? Why is nobody asking why in the world we're telling healthy business owners that they have to shut down their business for an entire month because they're not essential? But Costco and Walmart and Sam's is allowed to be wide open all the time. Why is it that there's a 9 o'clock curfew and you're told you're not allowed to be outside after 9 o'clock because apparently the virus turns into Dracula at 9.01 and it runs around chasing you down the street? Is that... Is that really – that doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, 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 Austin. You understand. It's science. You can't question science. Well, we learned from the very beginning it, that whole ideology was used to discredit anything realistic. So now the term science, just you can put science on anything. Well, I, I want to be calling my 68 different gender pronouns, and I'm non-binary, non-conforming, whatever. I, that It's science. You have to listen to me. And people go, oh, okay, I don't want to offend him. Whatever. Let me know what your 67 pronouns are, and I'll make sure I keep a list of them in my phone so I won't offend you when I talk to you next time. That's what they did, and it's the rocks that people keep jumping back and forth on to cross the river of lies. So they continue now just to keep believing anything they're told. If you put the word science beside it, that's it. It's truth. It's real. You can't question it. This is what they've continued to do, and it's so important to break through that trance and really wake up. And once you do, you look at everything from a different perspective, and that's the thing that I've started to notice now. There's a lot of people that have been questioning what's going on. And again, that's why I've encouraged, I've told people, do not under any circumstances forget or let go what they just did to us for two and a half years. I will continue to bring it up. I will continue to call it out. I will continue to make a mockery of it publicly like I currently do. Because until people start standing up and saying, whoa, 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 we're not just going to skip past 2020 and 2021 like you didn't just do what we thought you did to us. We're not going to just ignore what you did. We're not just going to go back and say, well, we're just going to kind of repress that. That was really negative. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Uh, It did happen, and it's continually happening. There's an article that came out, and I brought this up last week, and it's definitely completely legitimate. Now I have gone in and um, vetted it. The FDA now has 100% came in as of April 25th. It has fully approved treatment for pediatric patients under the age of 12 years old for remdesivir. Yes, they are now saying up to 28-day-old babies to test positive with a PCR test can now be treated with remdesivir, which is the brand name Vicury, V-E-K-L-U-R-Y. They have now approved it. 
they approved it two weeks ago, and I thought it, I thought it was lie at first. I thought it was fake news. It was like some type of alternative media propaganda in order to try to get people to start talking about something that was fake. I really did, and I researched it and dug into it and dug into it last week, and I went, oh my gosh, they really did. They have now approved any child that tests positive for a PCR test in the hospital that they can do outpatient and inpatient remdesivir treatment up to 28 days old and older, or 28 days and older. Guys, do you understand how insane that is? The amount of people that I have had to talk to and, you know, just help through, families, friends, sisters, brothers, moms, dads, husbands, wives, that they got put on remdesivir and within days died. Watched it happen to people I know. Talked to people about it that I know. Emailed, phone calls. Steve said he, it's gotten to the point he gets so many of these phone calls, he said it's like it's just numbing now because we've heard it literally probably a thousand times. But yet now they're going to approve it? And what's interesting about it, when you look at the CMS database from 2021, 46% of the people who died on remdesivir died within 14 days of the treatment. The remdesivir is what's been killing everybody, and they list it as COVID deaths. This is what they did from the very beginning. It got approval in October 2020 to be emergency use authorization, even though, if you guys know, it was never approved before this because of the research showing that it was absolutely not safe at all when they tried to test it on Ebola patients. It was not an okay drug. It never under any circumstances was supposed to roll out. It actually, when they compared it to other products in its category, it had some of the worst outcomes. It got shelved from Gilead, tried to get it approved, got shelved. Said, no, we're not going to, FDA said, we're not going to approve this for, for Ebola. Think about that for a second. Ebola, hemorrhagic fever, horrible thing to die from, much higher death rate than COVID. And they still said, no. This stuff is way too toxic to be used, even on Ebola patients. It's still not worth the risk. But then we had a virus with a 99.97% survival rate. All of a sudden, it got full emergency use as the standard care. And I found this out as well. Every single time that remdesivir is used, there are royalties that go to Gilead and a portion of it that goes to the NIAID, Tony Fauci's agency, and go to the U.S. Army, which assisted its development. I've told you guys before, this stuff was unbelievably toxic. You can do your own research on it and find out. And half the time, you don't even have to do your own research. You just talk to people. I told you guys, the one guy that did my inspection for my homeowner's insurance on my house, I talked to him last year, and he was, you know, he having a rough time doing the inspection. He was out of breath. And I said, dude, you all right? He said, yeah. He's like, I got out of the hospital from COVID a couple weeks ago. He's like, I'm still having a hard time. I said, COVID hit you that hard? He said, no, man. He goes, you want to know what really happened to me? And I said, yeah, I do. I said, are you vaccinated? He said, absolutely not. I didn't get that sludge. I said, well, dude, what happened? He goes, dude, they put me on remdesivir. Because I don't know if you know anything about this stuff. He said, but it almost killed me. And I said, oh, do tell. I said, I I do know a lot about it. And he goes, I went into the hospital. Kind of against my own will, my wife said it, because I started getting a really, really bad cough from COVID. Basically, my entire family had gotten it. They told me I was like the last to get it, go in the hospital, make sure because I'm overweight. Went in there, immediately said I've tested positive for COVID, standard care is treatment with remdesivir because we didn't know anything about it. Because my wife was monitoring what was going on. She tried to demand that they put me on uh, um, ivermectin. They said no. 
said they basically put me on remdesivir. He said by the second day, he said my bones were aching. He goes, I couldn't even move. I felt so bad. He said by the third day, I couldn't even hold my bowels. I couldn't even hold down food. He said they came in. My liver values and my kidney values were so elevated. They were talking about having to put me on dialysis. I said – this is how the story goes. And he goes, basically, my wife had to get an attorney. They came in and basically stated that they would pull me off remdesivir because of the liver values. They still refused to give me ivermectin. So my wife was actually sneaking the ivermectin in the hospital every day and giving it to me. He said, by the time they got me off remdesivir and she got me about five to six days of ivermectin in, he goes, I was able to walk out of the hospital. He said, but not without some horrible side effects, man. He said, this stuff still, he goes, I have no strength. I have no muscle endurance. He goes, this stuff absolutely wrecked me with a three-day treatment of it. And he goes, I personally believe this is what they're doing to kill everybody. And I said, dude, you just confirmed every single thing that I've kept hearing and I keep telling everybody. This is a guy in the hospital that was awake that they put on remdesivir firsthand, me talking to him for about 30 minutes outside. This is what the stuff does, and now we're approving it for babies 28 days and older. Are you kidding me right now? Do not forget what they did to us for two and a half years, and do not let it go what's currently going on right now. Get people informed, my friends. Help people understand what's really going on. By all means, please don't allow these young kids to get put on this stuff. We don't have any idea if they actually do survive this remdesivir treatment, what this is going to do to their developing bodies. One month old, guys, this is sadistic how toxic this stuff is to human beings that are adults, much less one-month-old infants. I can't even fathom. A doctor, a nurse, knowingly putting child on this stuff, an infant on this stuff, knowing how bad it is. I can't even, I can't understand it. I can't. Unless you're just an absolute sadistic monster. Then, I mean, then you understand it. But this is what's happening right now. So continue, my friends, to keep your immune system strong. Stand firm. you got to think about it for a second. If you're dealing with an agency, if you're dealing with corrupt individuals, and they're willing to put one-month-olds on remdesivir, like Anthony Fauci recommends, because... They know how toxic it is. They know the research. They saw the clinical trials in 2016, and they're willing to go along with this. Think what else they're willing to do to everybody if they get the chance. Oh, that's right. They pretty much tried to continue to do it to everybody for the last two years. If those people are the same people that are telling you you need to do it because it's science and you don't need to take vitamin C and you don't need to do anything, you just need to go to the doctor and get put on meds, Think about if you really want to trust what they're saying, if you really want to follow their direction that they're telling you to go, or if you want to stand firm and do your own research and say, eh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, bud. Why in the world are we going this direction? Why are you telling me to do this, and why is it even supposed to be okay at all? Something I just wanted to add on there and kind of make sure everybody questions the narrative all the time. Thank you again, my friends. For the continued regular support of Health Masters, I encourage you guys. We got a new fresh batch of HGH Stimulate back in. We had a few complaints about it. The previous batch that it was a little grainy. We made sure we fixed that with a more powdered version of the quercetin that was extremely fine powdered now. So, again, that new formula is here in stock, and it looks like it is winning product of the week this week. So be sure to check it out on the web website. Also, to the vitamin C with antioxidants. It's also on sale on the website right now for the next two days. It won last week. You guys know that. That's our vitamin C that has a quercetin and antioxidants in it. Really, really good product. I take it every single day, and it's also in our healthy immune kit that we have on the website at Health Masters. Dot com. 
Thank you for staying prepped, my friends. Thank you for getting involved with communities, getting involved with friends, family, continuing to talk to one another, supporting one another. It's okay for people to disagree on stuff. It is. People are going to disagree. People are going to have arguments about stuff. It's okay. you got to look at the overall scope of what's going on, what your overall goals are together, and move past them and learn how to try to compromise maybe on certain things that aren't that big of a deal. I get it. I tell you, if you've got a hard conviction on a very important thing, and, I, and when I mean important, I mean a very important thing, then by all means, stand firm. But also, too, if you know somebody, you're friends with somebody, and there's something you might not have a topic that's agreeing on and you both know you're not going to agree on it, okay, that's fine. We can disagree, or we can come to a mediated sense and say, hey, you know what? This is what we're trying to do for the overall group. This is what we're trying to do with this. Let's come to a reasonable conclusion on it. Let's compromise. Okay. That's how a lot of people have to work. But what they try to do is in the media, they try to make sure everybody stays unbelievably angry and mad at the other group all the time. That's something that they're very good at doing, and they do it very effectively, and that's designed to keep people from unifying and coming together against the overall source of darkness that we actually see running the country right now. Always remember that, my friends. Have a strong, safe, blessed night. Stay firm, my friends, in your belief. Continue to get the truth out there. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Got more meat buckets coming in again this week for everybody that I know is continually staying prepped up and pop, you know, backed up on stuff that they need right now as we're starting to see things continue to get weirder. But we do know how strong we can be, and we do know what we need to do. So continue, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.